you know, if you are applying for trying to apply for like a logo designer and then also a product designer, those are two very, very different skill sets and different disciplines. So I would really ask you like, well, what is it that you want? Like, what do you want to be doing? What's a job that excites you? What do you want to be doing every day? Is it logo design or is it product design? Welcome to Design Life, a podcast about design and side projects for motivated creators. My name's Femke. And my name's Charlie. I uploaded a YouTube video recently where I walked through some design job descriptions and I sort of called out how I would read them and process the information and what sort of things that I would make sure I was demonstrating in my portfolio to align with what the companies were looking for in these jobs. Um, We'll put a link to that video in the description if you'd like to check it out, but in response to that video, I've had a bunch of people asking like, okay, well, what do I do if, um, you know, I follow what you're recommending and it turns out that I need essentially like two different or three different versions of my portfolio for the jobs that I'm mm-hmm, applying for. Mm-hmm. Like, how do you handle that when different jobs have different core skill sets? Um, and you're recommending that we put the core skill set first. How do we do that when it's all multiple skill sets? This is a good question um, that we might have some kind of harsh answers to. I don't know. We'll get into it. <laughs> But that's what we're going to talk about today is our advice for what to do when you're applying for jobs and um, you're wanting to focus your portfolio, but keep your your search more open, I guess. First though, Fem, how is life going? How are you doing? I'm doing good. I feel like I'm getting more and more energy from the change in season as we're moving to warmer weather, which is great. <laughs> yes. Isn't the sun amazing? Yes. So amazing. Um, Yeah, I'm doing really good. I launched a job board last week. I thought I would share that here, uh, which is kind of cool. So I'll put a link in the show notes, but basically I now have this job board with mostly like product design roles of various levels from like internships and graduate roles right up to like design managers. And I'm posting new jobs on there every Friday. And if you subscribe to it you'll get emailed when there's new jobs added so that's been kind of a cool little new project that I've started yes I love this idea of this project it really makes me want to start one focused on marketing design because you know me I do I want everything to be focused (laughs) on marketing design I'm very passionate about this this industry yes well we need more of that right um yeah I really like the the sort of thing about this tool that I'm using is how like I can sort of curate a job board with like jobs that I, you know, vet sort of thing or like yes. believe with companies that I believe in or think have really good opportunities. So that's kind of cool. And I often get like either emails myself from recruiters that I turn down, uh, which I would love to share with my community and my network. Uh, and also I talk to a lot of designers who are looking for jobs. And so I feel like this is a valuable thing that I can offer to my audience. Yes, absolutely. I think it makes so much sense. Like as soon as I saw you putting out, I was like, oh my God, why have I never thought of this? This is amazing. <laughs> like, yeah, makes a lot of sense. It's very cool to, to see it in action. So we should make sure we put a link to that in the show notes as well. Yeah. Uh, What about you? How are you? I am doing well. We had like quite a socializing weekend for, you know, the first time in a long time. We had Mark's parents come up and see us on the Saturday. And then on the Sunday, we had two friends over on our terrace to sit in the sunshine and do our own, like conduct our own beer tasting uh, with some beers we'd bought. Wow, that sounds fun. Yeah, from local brands. 
And so, yeah, that was really nice. Um, but I also feel really exhausted from it because uh-huh. I'm not used to <laughs> seeing so many people. I yeah. don't know. But yeah, it was nice though. It was it was a good weekend. Perhaps not um, getting as much done as I wanted, but yeah, still good. Still good for sure. That's good. Yeah, I, uh, <laughs> I've been spending a lot of time with my partner, Owen, obviously. And uh, yeah, we were on a walk the other day and I was like, no offense, but sometimes I miss having like other company, you know, just yeah. like somebody else to talk to, like nothing personal to you, but like we've been talking to each other 24 seven for the last year now. And I really miss other people's company, you know, even if it's just like having a drink in the sun or whatever. So I don't know, fingers crossed. Vaccines are looking pretty good here in Canada now. So I'm optimistic that I should be eligible in a couple of weeks. So we will see how that goes. Yeah, we'll see. That's cool. Yeah, I think it'll be a couple of months for me still. But, mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm. you know, still everything is seems to be heading in a promising direction here. Yeah. Uh, for, for the most part. Yeah, that's good. Well, shall we get into talking about portfolios? Yeah. I know what my first reaction is to people asking this question. But what is your first gut reaction as an answer to this question? of what do I do then if the core skills that I need to show is different for each job? I think I would ask, why are you wanting to apply for so many different kinds of jobs that require a different core skill set? That's probably my first reaction. I think my secondary reaction is kind of like, well, maybe some of those are complementary, perhaps. And there could be a way to show complementary skills on a portfolio in different ways. I don't know how like broad this person's like question was, but you know, if you are applying for trying to apply for like a logo designer and then also a product designer, those are two very, very different skill sets and different disciplines. So I would really ask you like, well, what is it that you want? Like, what do you want to be doing? What's a job that excites you, what do you want to be doing every day? Is it logo design or is it product design? And if it's both, that's a little bit tricky. I'm, I, I would usually in that case, encourage people to try and find a job that like does support those two complementary skills, but that can be really, really tricky as well. So yeah, I think this is a, is a tricky one. Yeah. That's, that's very, very similar to what my reaction is. I feel like there's, um, maybe a few things at play here. One is either you're going really wide with your job search and you're just sort of looking for any and all design job. And so therefore uh, they're quite different focuses, the the types of things you'd be doing in these roles. And so definitely a piece of advice there would be to perhaps pick a focus and zoom in on that and, and focus on that. But then another way to handle it could be to be applying for more generalist design roles. You know, those do exist um, yeah. at agencies and things in particular. I feel like is is often a more generalist, you know, skill set is suited to those. And so maybe that's the specific type of job you should look for is ones where you can make use of a lot of skills and where that is desired by the employer. Because um, I don't know, I think we see it over and over again that a problem people have when applying for jobs is going wide rather than deep with their application process, like their side of it, where they're sort of just playing the numbers game, right? In applying for whatever they can. And I get it, like it's tough to be out there looking for a design job and you know, you wanna spread spread your luck around and sort of bet on every number in a right. way. I don't know casino stuff, if you can tell by my lack of um, 
that correct <laughs> analogy. But I just, I think it's better to, to pick a focus and be like, okay, this is a company that I really, really like the sound of. I really, really like the sound of the responsibilities that have been outlined as part of the role. I have the specific experience that I feel like matches up with it. I'm going to put effort into targeting myself towards this job specifically. And maybe there's some others you apply to that have a similar skill set to this job that you, that can be your like backups, I guess. Yeah. But by focusing on this one company, you're going to give yourself more of a chance of actually landing the job than if you just went the route of sending the same application and the same generic portfolio everywhere. Yeah. I will say from a hiring perspective, like as someone that's, you know, interviewed candidates, looked at portfolios for jobs. It is confusing when I land on a portfolio that has like a range of design disciplines and like there's fine art and then there's like sculpture and then there's some like web design. And it's like, okay, well, what is your core strength? What is your core skill set? And just know that there are going to be people applying for this job that are going to be 100% zoomed in and focus on the one core skill that is in need for this role right and so when someone who's showing all of those different disciplines is up against someone who's showing real strength and depth in that one discipline we're looking for I mean I think it's obvious who we're going to be more interested in so just think about that too and like how you stack up to the other applicants that could be applying for this role that's great advice. Yeah. And I think um, like in hearing you say that, it made me think that maybe we should call out that I feel like this advice we're talking about is definitely more for perhaps mid and up level roles. I think junior mm-hmm. roles, it's more like way more acceptable that you have a range of work in your portfolio. You know, you're early in your career. You haven't done enough work yet to ha- have been able to super go specific deep. focus. Yeah. yeah. And go deep in one area. And that's totally understandable. And any any good hiring manager will understand that for a junior role, for sure. So, you know, if, if you're a junior or just starting out listening to this and getting concerned, don't worry. This is probably definitely for the mid and up is where, like you said, Fem, you do have to focus. Yeah. I don't know about you, but um, when I receive a portfolio with a super wide range of different design disciplines in it, there's the good side of that. I'm like, oh, cool, this person has range and they have creativity. Then I'm like, but... Are they a jack of all <laughs> trades, master of none? You know, like, are they going to be capable at designing the websites I need them, but not like an expert at it, which is what we're really looking for. Right. Um, and I think that um, rightly or wrongly, a really specified and focused portfolio shows expertise. Yeah. I think I also think it's okay in those cases to still show all of those skills, but in a smart way where maybe you choose one as your core skill and have like the main case studies, the main like portfolio be on that skill and then have supplementary ones maybe as like a second page somewhere or like after the core case studies, something like that. For example, maybe you're like a product designer or a UX designer or maybe even like a marketing web designer, but you might have some background in like you know, coding and and a little bit of engineering, maybe like, you know, prototyping or some HTML, like don't not include that. I think that's like a really nice complementary skill. So when it's like complementary, I still think you should have that one core skill that you lean into, but then have the supplementary skills like there as a secondary skill. Yes. And I think that perhaps in your cover letter or even on your site yourself, when you talk about your skill set, I would really encourage you to specifically call out 
how all your different skills fit mm-hmm. together and like why your background in coding in this example that you've brought up fam makes you a better web designer which right yes. i do think is likely the case um so calling that out like it means that the you can probably assume that the hiring manager will take that leap themselves and figure that out but you're leaving nothing to chance if you specifically call it out and mention it yourself yeah, totally. What I was recommending in my video was, um, and like I always recommend, is that the first project in your portfolio, or the one that you sort of make a feature of, is very likely to be the one that a reviewer will click into in their like first pass through your application because mm-hmm. like the reality is no one is spending a large amount of time reading your whole portfolio site in detail and looking through everything. Um, the first pass through, right? Right. A job application comes in and it's your job as the person on the hiring team to decide like, does this person warrant further uh, further review, basically? Like, should we spend the time to dive deeper on them and read more and all of that? And so I always want the first project in your portfolio to be the one that is most relevant to the skill set of the job you're applying for. And so, yeah, that advice is going to be hard to follow if that, core skill set example needs to be different for every role Mm -hmm. Um, and that's why you can really benefit from focusing your search because you're going to be able to give yourself a better chance for each job if you've been focused about it and you can demonstrate that yes I have this skill set I am the person you're looking for so keep digging further through my portfolio please yeah I I'd love to hear I'm sure you talk about this in in the video which we will definitely link but briefly can you share a little bit about in practice like what should people do to tailor their portfolio to these you know jobs that they want to apply for so an example was one of the roles that I looked at in this video was a brand designer role at Webflow and through looking through the job description and like, you know, what I know about Webflow, I recommended that the first project in your portfolio be like a marketing website mm-hmm. that you designed and built yourself in Webflow, right? Right. Um, that that should be the first thing in your portfolio, not a website that someone else coded for WordPress or whatever. Like it needs to be a Webflow project, the first one, because that's what they're looking for in this job. I'm trying to remember off the top of my head some other examples I think well, there was one job that specifically called out wanting to see wanting um, someone who was great with brainstorming and like wireframing. And so for that one, we talked about like, okay, this is one where for sure you need to go deep in your process and show lots of the behind the scenes drawings and things like that. Interesting. Yep. So like in, the, in these examples, actually that could be the same project, right? Right. For both of those jobs, because it's just two different pieces of the project that are most important to, to each role. But if, for example, um, it was a company that wanted you to be designing different marketing collateral, not websites, then you would struggle if the website was the first thing in your portfolio. So yeah, that's where the focusing comes in is looking at what the company wants to see from you and making sure that you make it easy for them to find the example from your previous experience. Yeah, and I like how you touched on how even though those two roles were kind of asking for different things, there are opportunities to showcase both of that in like one project, uh, or maybe there, there are two different projects. I don't know. Uh, something I also usually just encourage people to think about is the industry that you want to work in. I feel like mm. that could be another way to tailor your portfolio. For example, maybe you are really interested in fintech, or maybe you're really interested in like, health 
tech or like mental health, that kind of area of industry. And potentially you might be applying for like different companies within that industry, but you could tailor your portfolio to that industry as well. Like if it's fintech, for example, maybe you have some examples of like financial applications that you've worked on or like money related projects. Maybe you talk about your design process in the context of like designing for finance or whatever. So I think there's also ways to like think about how you could tailor your portfolio to a particular industry if that's the approach you're taking and you're really interested in a a particular one. Yeah, and I do think that the getting specific as much as you can will make you stand out. And so again, that's when it gets hard with these people who have been asking me like, well, what if it seems like I need two different portfolios? You know, like what if you're interested in both fintech and wellness, for example? There's a pretty different like aesthetics usually (laughs) and pretty different design challenges that you're solving. And so it would be hard for one portfolio to really show you as an expert right. in either of those areas. Um, something I saw a few people do in applying for the marketing design role we had opened at the end of last year was create not just not a whole new portfolio, but a page on their website that sort of spoke to us at ConvertKit specifically. It even yes. said ConvertKit on it. I've seen this um, too, like a landing yes. page. A landing page, exactly. It's super smart. And in it, they linked to projects that were part of their wider portfolio, right? But I so appreciated it because it was like they'd curated the portfolio experience for me. And I think this is a really smart thing to do, especially if you are applying to different jobs that perhaps have um, different focuses or perhaps where um, like different focuses might not be the best explanation. It's more like where your best, most ideal example of previous experience is different for each job you're applying for. Maybe it's all web design, but you know that, okay, if this this company is only looking at one piece, I want them to see this one. But if this company is only looking at one piece, I want them to see this one. So I can't make them both the first thing in my portfolio. What do I do? This landing page idea could be a really good example because you can speak specifically to the job description and the like terminology that the company used in it and how your skills apply, curate which projects you think are most relevant to this role and why, and put it all on one page. And I think that it, it's extra effort for sure, but I think it'll be worth it. And yeah. it, it will absolutely <laughs> make you stand out. <laughs> yeah, I have seen these as well before and they definitely stand out. I always like am impressed and definitely spend more time reading those because of the effort that they've put into it. And it's a really nice personal touch. Would you say that you could do the same thing for like a resume in addition to a portfolio, like having different resumes for different companies, different roles? Great call out. Great call out. I absolutely think that. I think too often people have, uh, even even the cover letter sometimes feels templated. Mm -hmm, You know, it's mm -hmm. like, this is the thing that I always say in a cover letter. We are hiring for a contractor right now, a creative virtual assistant for my team. And I remember seeing one application that talked a lot about teaching and their like education experience. Mm-hmm. So I was like, that's nice, but not not exactly the focus we we're looking for. Like it's a nice to have that you have experience in education, but I'm like, do you have experience in the creative content production right. side of things though? <laughs> yeah. That we're actually looking for. So, you know, getting specific in your cover letter and your resume as well. Like, you know how in your resume you might have a a description of what you what you achieved in this role or, you know, what what your responsibilities were. Yeah. Um tailoring that to call out the things that are similar to what has been mentioned in the job description for the role you're applying for could go a long way because again you're like 
helping the hiring manager to take that leap and um, not take a leap, make a connection. That's the word I want to use. Make that connection between you, your skill set, and what they're looking for for the job. I'm like realizing as we're talking about this that like this sounds like a lot of work, right? And I'm sure that people listening to this are like, oh my gosh, this sounds like so much work. Like how how do I do this? Is it worth doing? What what would be your advice for those people? Yeah. Isn't it worth it for your dream job though? That's what I think. <laughs> yeah. Like if it's if it's a company you really want to work at or the type of work you really want to be doing, I think it's worth the extra time to stand out and put that effort in. And like we said before, maybe you apply to some others as a backup that you don't perhaps go quite so deep and customize on, but you're probably going to, you know, get a better response if you spend time making those connections for the hiring manager. Yeah. Yeah. It sucks. I mean, I don't know a way around this, honestly, with the sheer number of applications that every design role receives these days. Like we just as designers don't have the luxury of doing the whole why do I keep wanting to say spray and pay? <laughs> I don't think that's actually the, the right um, <laughs> terminology. If you know what I mean, right? We yeah. don't have the luxury of just being able to like be like, whatever, send off the portfolio and right. the application and make it the exact same for everything and, and trust that we'll get through. Because there is a lot of us out there looking for jobs. And uh, yeah, there's, there's just a relative situation, unfortunately. What would you say though, fam? Yeah, I mean, same. Like, I know that it sounds like a lot of work and it is a lot of work, but if it's for your dream job or if it's for a job that you really want, like that extra effort is worth it and should be recognized. And, you know, you want it to like, you want to put your portfolio, your case studies, your your resume in a place where it's like a no brainer for the person looking at it. They're like, yeah, this is a really interesting potential candidate. And so it is definitely worth the extra effort and time, especially because now it is so competitive, right? Like there's a lot of people looking for design jobs. And so anything you can do to either stand out or like just make it really obvious that this is the, this is a good fit and like you're the right person for the job is definitely worth the extra effort. And I also like, I don't know. I always feel a lot of weight whenever we give advice and this definitely does feel like more of an advice heavy episode. You know, we have a lot that are more just us talking about our experience and, you know, things like that in our careers. This definitely is coming from an advice place, this episode. And um, I want people to know that if, if you take action on this and you don't get the dream job, that's like, that's okay. And, and we can, we can cope with that. We can, we can deal with that. What we're trying to do here with the, finessing of the portfolio is making a no-brainer like you said fam for you to be moved on to the next round right you know like it doesn't guarantee you the job right at the end of the day you've still got to go through the interview process and like maybe the company didn't describe the role accurately and even though you lined up to their job description they've realized oh we actually need this focus in this area instead i don't know like these things can happen um, mm-hmm. but by taking this time you're giving yourself the best chance you're like you're investing in yourself by spending the time on this, I think. Yeah. You're giving yourself the better chance of, of getting the job or at least moving on to the next round. Yeah, totally. Like if if you get a foot in the door, like that is great. This is not about like guaranteeing you to get the job, but it's about getting recognized and and getting noticed. Yep. And there's often like, I don't know, uh, applications that I think about. And sometimes I've seen a... A role posted elsewhere and I've been like oh okay I should send this along to that person because I know that they weren't right for us but 
they could be right for this one, you know, is a, yeah. a thing that can happen. So yeah, you're just kicking off a relationship with the company yeah. by, by showing some effort. For sure. Last little thought is I've noticed a little bit that this is maybe like like below mid, like more junior, like graduate level designers um, apply for like every single job they see, right? Like if it's a job for design, apply, apply, apply. Uh, and I get it. It's like casting a wide net, right? But I don't know. I, I think there is also merit to maybe like being a little bit selective and like choosing like starting at least with choosing a few and like really giving that the good go, going deep um, rather than just like blasting out your resume uh, to like every design job that you find. Because I notice it like when people apply uh, here at Uber, like I get people applying that have like no relevant experience at all uh, or like they thought it was a job for like graphic design, but actually this is product design. So like clearly you're just trying to like blast it out um, and that can be obvious sometimes. So I don't know. I would just encourage you to think about like the benefits you could get of being selective uh, and like less is more rather than just trying to blast it out to everybody. And it'll probably take the same amount of time, right? If you're applying for 20 true, true. like random jobs, like just the first 20 you see, um, filling out the application, sending the resume, whatever, will probably take the same amount of time as it would to focus it on just like, I don't know, three to five roles. Yeah, right. And that's like, you know, those numbers, 40 versus 10, whatever, you know, it's the same amount of time really. And I think you'll have better results with the, even if though you're applying for less. Yeah, I agree. I'd love to hear though, if anyone disagrees with this or if it's not been their experience, I don't know. Obviously we can only speak to what we've seen in the industry from from hiring and for, from applying for jobs ourselves. But yeah, I would love to hear if, anyone has had a different experience please write in and let us know we are at design life fm on twitter or you can use the contact form on our website hell uh nope not hello that's the email address designlife.fm um <laughs> use the contact form there if you want to send more than a tweet's worth uh of message to us yeah and thank you to all of those who do uh tweet us we we see them we like them it's always nice to hear what things have resonated with you in the episodes we've done so yeah please let us know Yes, please. And fam, where can people go to find more episodes of the show? Yeah, you can go to designlife.fm. That's our website. Or you can look us up in your favorite podcasting app. If you think a friend would benefit from an episode like this, please share it with them. Uh, we love it when we see people sharing the show. It means a lot to us. Not many people do. <laughs> but when, when you do, we definitely notice it and we appreciate it. So yeah, if you think a friend would benefit, send them a link. Yes, we would love that. And it's always much appreciated when it happens. I love being tagged in Instagram alongside you, fam, because we don't have a design oh, life yeah, Instagram. That's true. Sometimes people just tag us both uh, with a screenshot of the podcast. And I'm like, oh, first of all, like the effort you went to post this and also to like think to tag us both. Yeah. Because um, you can't just type in at design life on Instagram. Yeah. Um, yeah. It's very meaningful. Thank you, everyone, for listening. Thank you. All right. Catch up next week. Sounds good. See you then. Bye. Bye. Bye.